0: Hey, folks, did you know, on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? I tell you what, these days, more than ever, folks are concerned about their safety. That's almost an hour for police to respond. When a home security system is triggered, a lot of the time police will assume it's a false alarm and, and the call goes to the bottom of the list, but that doesn't happen when you use Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has video verification technology. It's going to help police get on the scene up to 3.5 times faster. Simply Safe also protects every door, window, and room with 24 7 professional monitoring. And we're going to make it easy on you. A lot less worries, and hey, when you do business with them, there's no contract, there's no hidden fees or fine print. Prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring starts at just fifteen dollars a month. So here's what you got to do: if you listen to this podcast, go to Simply Safe. Simply Safe's got a deal going on for you right now. You go to simplysafe dot com slash watch Get free shipping and money back guarantee. That's simply safe s i m p l i safe dot com slash watch Go there now, get it today. It is party time, Mom, although somewhat of a sad party. I want to talk to you guys about something today for a little bit before we get into the podcast. I want to say welcome, of course, to this mothership which is studio 22 we have puppet master mark over here at the helm of course and in the peanut gallery we have got party foul Stephen Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, who we will get to in a few minutes but i want to get something off my chest and i think everybody out there wants to get something off their chest too and i and if you watched if you were on twitter at all this week This weekend, following these tragic shootings, which over 30 lives were lost between two different shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio, we know that this is a is a national tragedy that's happened way too many times that every time it happens, we're shocked all over again. And what do we do? We want to lash out because we're sad, we're angry, we're concerned, we're worried. And the only thing we know to do is express ourselves in the best way we know how. And sometimes that can come out as saying, well, I want to offer thoughts and prayers. And I still contend there's nothing wrong with saying that. I don't really need you thinking about me. I I like it when you pray for me. Thinking about me is not going to do me a whole lot of good, but I do believe in prayer. So there's nothing wrong with that, even though there's a lot of attacks out there, but there's more to it. And I know that there's frustration out there because everybody, and I don't care how conservative you are, everybody out there, you have this idea in your mind, this concern where you say, something's got to be done, but what? What can be changed? Well, That's a debate that's going to go on and on and on. We know this. But if you get on social media, you're going to see everybody going at each other, people calling each other white supremacists and guns need to be banned and this needs to change and red flag laws and all of these crazy ideas that are out there that just we'll get into that. But it's it's just crazy how people go at each other and they immediately begin to politicize these tragedies. It's a sad deal. It's a sad deal. Tragedy should bring a family together. I mean have you ever have you ever had a uh, an argument or a feud going on somewhere within your family, maybe a third cousin, and, and then all of a sudden you know an, an aunt dies and, and everybody comes to the funeral, and they, they put aside their differences for a little while in order to grieve and mourn the loss of that person, but these days we don 't even do that as a nation when we lose people tragically to gun violence like this and these mass shootings that happen at the hands of a deranged nut job w- w- who has obvious mental illness. Uh, we don't even come together anymore. We immediately look for bigger ways to divide ourselves and politicize these tragedi- strat these tragedies so that we can, you know, best pursue our agendas, whatever those may be. And everybody has one, whether it's the left or the right. I want to tell you guys a story, actually two stories. So, first of all, I spent yesterday all day long. In a board meeting, board of directors, as you know, the American Valor Foundation. Uh, I'm a board member there. That is uh, the the foundation that was started by Chris Kyle's, the late Chris Kyle's brother and sister-in-law and his mother and father. And so I sat there in that room with them all day yesterday. We had a long board meeting, very productive, tremendous things came out of it. I'm just so excited always to be a part of that organization. And by the way, I will encourage you to, to, to go to AmericanValorFoundation.org and check out some of the events we have coming up. Very worthwhile, very exciting. But I sat there with some, you know, Chris's, Chris's mom and, Debbie, she sat right there beside me all day, and we cut jokes and had fun like we normally do. And, and, and Wayne, Chris's dad, sat across the table from me, and and uh, you know I look at him almost like a father figure in many ways because I got so much deep respect for him. And then there's the other gentlemen that are parts of the of the board, including Jeff, Chris's brother. Every man in the room is a concealed handgun carrier. Every single man in the room had a handgun on them. Now you'd have never known it. But they did. We even made a joke about it at one point in time. And everybody pulled up their shirt, and there was their handgun. Okay, well, we sat in there for eight hours together. Nobody got shot. Isn't it amazing how that works? Not a single person was even afraid that the other person had a gun on their person. I... I felt actually safer. I was at an event Saturday night sitting in someone's backyard having a conversation and, a, and an adult beverage around uh, sitting in a gazebo in their backyard. And I look and I could see the tip of a concealed weapon underneath the shirt of the guy who was I was sitting there talking to. Did that make me feel afraid? Absolutely not. It made me feel more secure knowing that my friend that I was talking to was carrying a firearm. That's the day we live in. Now, some people would be triggered by that. Some people would be upset because we believe that we're living in this nation that is so divided between races and sexual preferences and and genders and all of these things. It's crazy where we've gotten to how different we think the world is. But is it really that different? Because when I left that board meeting, let me tell you what happened. It was significant. It was so it was so simple that it was significant. I left there and I went out around the corner. I was in Dallas. I was not in a great part of town. I was not in a great part of town. I'll just be honest with you. And I'm telling you, anybody that's over there, I don't care who you are, who you think you are. You would admit if you were with me, we were not in a great part of town. But I don't walk in fear. I don't live like that. I believe in people. I love people. I don't take risks. I don't take chances. I don't do stupid things. But I'm not going to walk in fear either. So I was looking for a cigar shop. So I found one. And it's a great one right over there. In, in, uh, I, and I'll go back many, many times. So here's the deal. I park my truck, get out, go into the cigar shop. And somebody says, hey, Chad. And I look over and it's a guy I hadn't seen in a year, uh, a good friend of mine, Rick, and he's sitting there smoking a cigar. And uh, we shook hands and, and had a chat. And he introduced me to a guy that who was sitting over smoking a cigar. Uh, and so we got to know each other. And so I went back there in the humidor, got a couple of cigars, bought them, Party pal Steve took a couple of them home with him. I had to bring them, drop them off at the house over there. You're welcome, Steve. But, but I took one because I wanted to visit with my, new, with my friends, my friend and my new friend. And so we smoked a cigar together and we sat around and we chatted. And the guy I met that was sitting there, the new guy, he was from Folsom, California. He was a, he was a psychologist, works at Folsom Prison as a counselor. And we had an engaging conversation about life and family and politics and we talked about the nature of things in America and race relations and all of these things. And we just had a blast. I put him on the list uh, to get free tickets and all access passes when I come out and do my show in September in Folsom, California. I told him, I said, "Bring your family. Just let me know if you want to bring some more folks." We we traded uh, information, ex- promised to stay in touch. Just had a great time with each other. And when and having known the guy thirty minutes, when when we, he left the store. Uh, we embraced in a hug and did the guy things, you know, where you bump and all this kind of stuff. So that it, it, was, it was a new friend. I was excited. Now, does it surprise you at all that this guy that I met, AJ, was a black man? Does it, does it bother you? Do you even cross your mind that the guy was a different color, a different race than me? That we were able to sit down, engage each other, and in the bond of mutual manhood and friendship, embrace each other as persons, as humans, as as minds, and as spirits. See, that's the real world. We're too busy wrapped up in this virtual world of calling people white supremacists and racists and all of these other things that we don't realize that the real world out there is not like that at all. So what you have is people who are so dang confused— because they think that the, what's online is real. It's not, folks. It is a virtual world. You don't walk into a restaurant and immediately start talking to the crowd and trying to pick out what their politics are. You get to know the person. You don't just walk in and start an argument over politics with a stranger every time you go into a public place. But here's the problem. Here's the danger in this level of vitriol, in this level of, of, of logic. And you've got to stop. With this online rhetoric that's calling everybody else full of hate because you don't know that. Yes, two mentally ill individuals walked into two public places over this weekend and killed a lot of people in a very short period of time, in a very short period of time. Tragic. But you don't take the crime committed by an individual and apply it to all of society. That's not how this works. And that's exactly what people online are trying to do. You're creating virtual hate. So now you have politicians who are running for office who are going to come out and they're going to say, well, President Donald Trump is an avowed racist and white supremacist. What in the world are you even talking about? I am white. I grew up in the South. To my knowledge, I've never met a so called white supremacist. In fact, I said it on Twitter, it trended very heavily over the weekend. I said, if you think the color of your skin makes you, gives you some form of supremacy, then you're an asshole. It's that simple. It's that simple. All of that stuff, any hate group that exists out there from Antifa to white supremacy to the KKK to BLM, I don't care who you affiliate yourself with. If it's hate and you're trying to become supreme because of your skin color, I I disavow you. I condemn you wholeheartedly. You're creating nothing but problems for this country. You don't condemn a society or a group of society because of the crimes of an individual. You can't do it. So... These politicians who want to come out here and say these things and continue to accuse a whole group of people of being racist or white supremacists or hate groups, you are doing more damage online than you can ever imagine. It is you that is creating the vitriol and the anger and the rage that makes these mentally ill people who think that the online world is the real world go out and do these things. You can't accuse society of being evil when it is a minority of people committing the crimes. You've got to focus on the criminal. But instead, we want to focus on an inanimate object. We want to blame the gun. We want to blame the magazine that's full of, you know, a high-capacity magazine. We want to blame the ammunition. We want to blame the environment. We want to blame the no-go zones or the the gun-free zones. We want to blame, you know, red flag laws. We want to blame video games. We want to blame everything we can. Blame the criminal. And until we start taking accountability for these people, these young men, who obviously are being bullied at some point in time in their life. That's why they're lashing out the way they are. Parents, one of the biggest problems we have is that we have taught our children to walk away from bullies. You don't walk away from bullies. You send the bully home with a Ziploc bag full of his teeth. You don't walk away from bullies. You stand up to bullies, and if the bully kicks your ass, then you've just got an ass kicking and you learn from it. But it toughens you up. Our kids have got to learn rejection. Our kids have got to learn loss our kids have got to learn what it's like to be persecuted. They got to know what failure feels like, and they got to know what it means to feel bad. But telling them yes all the time and coddling them and fighting for them and making sure they never get a boo-boo or a scratch is BS. We're raising a coddled society of young men and women who have no ability to face the real world. And so when you have one with a twisted mental illness that's going off like this, who has immersed themselves into an online culture of hate, this, is the end result of what you're going to see. Hands down, it's what you're going to see. It's going to happen again and again and again. I'm telling you. Now, what do we do? Do you want to ban you want to ban guns? you want to ban firearms, all of these things? There are going to be people out there who say yes, absolutely. Well, I just watched a video last week of a dude in Germany who took a samurai sword and hacked a guy to death. People that want to kill people are going to find a way to kill people. I don't care if it's Timothy McVeigh with a a moving truck and a bunch of fertilizer or it's some guy in Britain who's stabbing people all the way down to – you get the point I'm trying to make. They were setting off bombs in Austin, Texas. Guns weren't necessary to kill people. The issue is the person. The issue is the criminal. It is the condition of the criminal. And I can speak a lot on my opinions of what needs to happen and what needs to be done to these people. But first, I want us to get back to the group here. What laws can you change? I listened to Trey Gowdy yesterday, and he said, look, I'm willing to give up any right if you can tell me a validated quantitative right or or, or rule or law that we can pass to make this stop. He said, I'll give up whatever right I need to give up. If you can tell me a way, a measurable way to make this stop, in other words, show me a law that works, there are people who are going to say, "Well, there's loopholes in the in the buying in in the gun shows and the NRA and Dana Lash and blah 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 blah." Give me a break. Um, universal background checks have grown every. FBI universal background checks have grown in this nation every single year. If you go back to 2004 and measure up, there's been 193 million universal background checks. You can't tell me that background checks aren't in effect. 2016, our own Senator John Cornyn here in Texas proposed a bill that would cause people 72 hours to wait on the purchase of a handgun or any gun, any firearm rather, and to see if they were on a, uh, on a FBI terror watch list. Democrats in Congress in Washington, D.C., voted it down. Don't sit here and tell me that Democrats want to save lives from guns. They voted it down. So your rhetoric is just that. It's rhetoric. What laws do you want to change? How do you fix this thing? Candace, Steve, Mark. Is there a law that you can think of that's not already on the books that makes it impossible for these things to happen? We live in a country where there's more guns than people. Personally, it doesn't bother me. doesn't bother me. Does it bother you, Candace?
1: No, but I don't know where, you know, there is no, there's always going to be a loophole, unfortunately. Like you said, if people have it in their heart to do something that heinous, yeah, it doesn't matter. Look at London. I That's mean, exactly right. Isn't Edinburgh the murder capital of Europe? And like, it's all gun outlawed there as well. Yeah. So.
0: Colin Noir sat right here in this chair next to me, he sat right here. And I brought up the point. I said. The argument about Chicago. OK, I mean, 20, 25 people died in a span of what, four hours in Chicago over the weekend. Why isn't that in the media? Why isn't that gun violence in the media? Because it doesn't fit the frickin' narrative. It's ridiculous. These people in the inner city, this was, Baltimore had a, Baltimore had a uh, ceasefire weekend. Imagine having to live in a city that they have, like on Mother's Day weekend, they call a ceasefire. Is this Gaza? I mean, we're talking 25 miles outside of the nation's capital,
2: did the gangbangers uh, abide by this? They're
0: setting a record on how many have been killed in their ceasefire weekends this year.
2: They just challenged every, you know, criminal out there.
0: <laughs> the record's three hundred nine okay. a year on 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 ceasefire weekends. They've already done over two hundred. So so they're set, Baltimore set to break their record. Good job. The the Charm City. Hey, That's the nickname of Baltimore. No, to, the Charm City.
2: Have you seen the flashing speed limit signs on the side of the road that when you get up to a certain speed, it flashes because you're going over yeah. the speed? I like to see how high I can make it go. <laughs> so I can, you know, if I can get it, see if I can get it, you know, really high. So I think they it works the opposite of the way they think it does. A ceasefire weekend. So, we you, can, so come you're on. thinking
0: it's like reverse psychology? Yeah, it is, total reverse it's psychology. It's like, hey, it nobody makes... else is shooting. I'm getting mines. Yeah. Well, that's how ludicrous it is in the charm city. Yeah. Baltimore. Charming garbage bags is what it is. But Candace, you're right. It's not gonna stop anything because people are gonna find I had a guy talk to your point about the car in the in the thing. I did a tweet, it was early, early in the morning, like four in the morning, and I had made this comment, and you know what, I'm gonna look it up. You guys can I'll find it here real quick. But this this is the thing. I want to show you guys how bad this logic is that's out there. So on Twitter, and people are always it's funny how people are always like, Wow, you're up early. Yeah. Getting it done, boo. <laughs> and
2: then you go back to sleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: sleep six hours. Yeah. I, so I, I told
0: I told the story via Twitter about sitting in the boardroom. And in a tweet, I said, I sat in a long board meeting today. Every man in the room was carrying a handgun. Not one. No one got shot. Guns don't kill people by themselves. Six years ago, on February 2nd, one board member's son was killed when a nut shot him. His name was Chris Kyle. The difference? The nut. And somebody came in there and said that. uh, (laughs) Let me find it here. Da, 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 da. Oh, there's so much garbage in this thing. Anyway, this, this person who made the comment, he said, well, you know, let's say a person drives through a you know, a school zone too fast, but nobody got hurt. Does that mean – I'm like, where, what kind of logic are you even trying to make here? You, you're talking about misusing the car, which in this case would be the weapon, mm-hmm. and you were fortunate enough nobody got hurt. I'm not talking about misusing the weapon, the gun that we had on our person – I'm talking about properly handling that thing. You know, it's a big difference. We're not talking about speeding here. We're not talking about misusing a car. We're not talking about misusing a gun. We're talking about properly using the gun. And that's where this thing has gone to. This logic is just asinine. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I rarely agree with, astrophysicist, he started talking about all the different ways people died over the weekend. And how many people died, you know, car accidents and how many people died of of gun deaths or how many people died of suicide and how many people died from cancer and malpractice, medical malpractice or from the flu. And he said, but we don't talk about that because that's not what sells in the media. And he's caught pure hell over it for just pointing out what people flock to what people flock to. And some of the responses that were in there, and, and I see where people are coming from. The responses were, Yeah, but we're doing we're working on vaccines for the flu. And we're working on, you know, fighting cancer. And we're working on, you know, we have seat belts in our cars and these things. So why aren't we do taking these extra steps to do things for guns? Well no let us let's, let's let's unpack all that. What you want, and you can say you don't but, I, look, I've, you, they, Mark, they, they exposed themselves this weekend on Twitter. They came out and exposed themselves. They want guns gone. Now, now, here's the thing. They want to start with what they call an assault rifle, AR-15, AK-47, something like that, something that has a pistol grip on it. They, it's, it and, by the way, you know this, folks, AR-15, AR does not stand for assault rifle. Okay. It stands for Armor Light Rifle. Yeah. It's a brand. So it's not an assault rifle. Any weapon I shoot at you with is an assault weapon. Okay. If I use a slingshot and throw a rock at you, that's an assault slingshot. Okay. So, <laughs> and you guys know this stuff, but they want to start there. And they keep saying, oh, no, you can keep your shotguns, you can keep your hunting rifles, and you can keep your. You can keep your handguns. And by the way, and you know this too, the majority of shootings and deaths that have happened historically in America have been done by handguns, not any form of rifle. But let's talk about hunting rifles. Let's go back to when the D.C. sniper was going around killing people who were pumping gas in their vehicles. You remember that? What was he using? He wasn't using an AR-15, wasn't using an AK-47. No, he was sniping people using a hunting rifle. So if you if you look at these things that it's it, what are you going to do you're going to start there they want gun confiscation they want guns gone they want guns gone Do you remember a few years back when the power outage happened in New England New York all the way up into Toronto up into the Canada just like if you looked at the satellite the entire northeast of the US was just blacked, blacked out, out. Yeah. That cost Tens of billions of dollars. You, do you know what the most? Do you know what the most readily available resource? The most important, readily available resource that everyone has in America that is used more than anything else in their homes. Electricity. Oh. Electricity. You wipe out electricity. You stop everything. You can't pump fuel without electricity. You can't communicate without electricity. Supermarket, like refrigerations. Gone. Gone. You can't even bring the trucking in to bring the food in. It's all gone. If you interrupt electricity, you got a problem. Now, that's a very simple thing. Do you think places like China aren't sitting around looking at ways that all they got to do, if they wanted to have unrestricted warfare, which I promise you, if we ever go to war with China, it will be unrestricted warfare. That's, that's, that's the way China looks at it. See, China was so blown away with the, fe- the with the speed at which we beat Saddam Hussein in the Kuwait War, in the, in the Gulf War. I mean, we just came in and obliterated them in a matter of days, right? They knew that hand-to-hand tactical, there was no way they were going to battle us sword for sword. So China, who's very, very smart, and we're very, very not, China... Is looking at ways to do unrestricted warfare. In other words, we're not going to play by the rules. We're going to beat you by the ways we can. We know we can't go tank to tank, so we're going to do things like knock out your power grids. We're going to make sure that you're in the dark. We're going to make sure that you can't get food and can't get communication. You can't get your water. You can't heat and cool yourself. Can't do any of these things. You're back in the dark ages all of a sudden.
2: And you're talking about chaos.
0: Chaos. I- that multiple. That just that few days when the new it cost ten billion dollars. What were you gonna say,
1: Candice? There was a study done because Ted Cruz tried passing some legislation to re, like, rebuild the infrastructure around our electrical grid about four years ago, and because of the threat of like electromagnetic pulses that could knock out the power, right. and they gave it like forty-eight hours before right. it was just all out.
0: And you don't think and people out there, they don't understand things like electromagnetic pulses, the EMP bombs and the EMP charges. This is the kind of thing you get one powerful enough. It's going to shut down everything electrical anywhere in its vicinity. That includes airplanes that are flying overhead.
1: And it's not just like from different countries. It could also be from like solar flares from like the sun. We had one like in 1947 or something that knocked out uh, power to San Francisco, I believe. Yeah. I might be wrong on that, but like it's from the sun. It puts you in the
0: dark ages. I mean, immediately you're set back. Okay, I've belabored that point. Now, let's say that were to happen. Let's say suddenly half or all the country was just plunged into darkness. Now, we've already seen, what, a quarter of it plunged into darkness over, you know, a situation. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do at that point? You got chaos that's ensuing. You got people going crazy. You're going to have looting. You're going to have riots. You're going to have chaos. You're going to have killings. You're going to have. Uh, you're going to have every man for himself. Now, hey, is it an extreme situation? Yeah, I think we're living in extremes these days. What are you going to do? Can you protect your family? Do you have that ability? Well, you wouldn't last but a matter of days. A few more days longer than you will without a gun. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. Now. When you're plunged into anarchy, see, that's the thing. Folks in America, in this first world culture, we've never experienced any suffering. Not this generation. Last generation really experienced any real suffering. Real suffering. That that, that generation's dying off, if not already gone. We haven't We haven't experienced anything. We're out there creating problems. We want to be victims so bad that we're creating problems to have. Because we don't have enough. So what do we do? We go out there and, and build some. And this is what I'm talking about. We, we, we all of a sudden were persecuted. Well, everybody's racist and everybody's white supremacist and everybody hates this and hates that. No, they don't. If you don't believe me, come sit down with me in the cigar shop and I'll introduce you to my people from across all kind of cultures. And you know what? We shared in common a freaking cigar. But we found out that we liked each other and we could be friends and we could fellowship together and have a relationship. And it would be an ongoing friendship. And I mean, that's the way America works. That's the way it is. Stop creating the problems. I almost made you do a timestamp. I appreciate you. You're welcome.
1: Censoring yourself.
0: (laughs) But I get fired up over this thing, man, because you're creating virtual problems. You're going online. You're creating virtual problems. And then you want to just eradicate everything. First of all, I was going to say earlier, Colin Noir sat right here in this chair. And I asked him, I said, "Okay, so they're getting guns, bringing them over from Indiana in chicago strict gun control in chicago strictest in the nation second i think strictest and then people say yeah but they're going to indiana where they can get them easily and they're bringing them over why if it's so easy to get guns in indiana aren't everybody in indiana killing each other they're not you would think if it's just about access to guns, everybody in Indiana would be shooting each other, but they're not. They're going back over to Chicago where the problem exists and doing it there because it's a person problem, it's not a gun problem. You don't just come in and say, "Well, we got to get rid of the Second Amendment." Well, you could kiss my ass because we're not getting rid of the Second Amendment. And there's a bunch of Americans out there that are that I promise you, I promise you. You ain't getting rid of the Second Amendment without some problems coming down the pike. Now, and I don't say that in some big, bold, boisterous, banty rooster way. I ain't saying it like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. it. People fought, bled, and died for that amendment to be where it is, and it's there on purpose. And when chaos comes out, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you going to sit there and say we're going to ban AR-15s, but you can keep your handguns? Come on. You know, the West Virginia University shooter used only handguns, only handguns. He killed, what, 41 people, something like that, 41 people. And by the way, he was a person of color. He wasn't a white guy. So this whole everything mass shooting is is all about white supremacy and white hate. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. You are you are instigating this crap by creating division and trying to build on it politically. It's ridiculous. Candace, yeah. I just had to take a breath. I saw okay. she's microphone. just playing with her butt. She
2: had something. I was ready. To
0: say. I was ready to. Red flag laws, by the way, are not the answer. I was disappointed when Representative Dan Crenshaw tweeted that over the weekend about maybe we need to explore states need to explore red flag laws. What's a red flag law? Red flag law means that if I feel like a family member is potentially going to harm themselves. I can ask law enforcement to go take their guns away for a period of time while they get help. OK, that's dangerous. That's a very slippery slope. We've already had a guy, I think it was in Maryland. who was a veteran who wound up getting killed by a police officer because he wasn't going to give up his gun. When you have law enforcement trying to determine your mental fitness In regards to whether your gun should be taken away, that gets into a dangerous situation. That's not how that needs to go down. okay? because then they can start then they then it gets crazy because here's where it's here's where it gets a little interesting, because then you can start accusing people of having mental illness who don't have mental illness. If you start doing that, then every veteran that has PTSD has PTS has any emotional problems? Anybody that maybe takes a, a Xanax or a Zoloft or whatever because they deal with a little bit of depression? You can just start telling people, "Hey, well, they're crazy. You got to go take, get their guns away from them." And they don't have a problem at all. That gets scary right there. It's dangerous. You can't do that. And so, by the way, when they instituted that in places like Indiana, while the during that period of time of uh, measurement gun suicides, yes, they went down, but suicides by other means rose. So if somebody wants to kill themselves, they're going to kill themselves. They truly want to, they're going to, they're going to find a way to do it. And that's the same as what goes for a person who has this intent to go out and harm other innocent people. They're going to find a way to do it. I'm all over the place, but I'm passionate about this thing, Mark. I'm passionate about it because because it is it is a it's a sad situation. It's, it's tragic. I don't ever want to hear about this again. I mean, you know, look, my oldest daughter, she just she worked all summer long, third shift at a Walmart, which means she was there at night. You know this, this thing, she was there that, that night after the El Paso Walmart shooting and then the Dayton shooting happened while she was actually at work. and uh, they were nervous. And there's been other threats over the weekend at certain Walmarts and things like that. So I worry as a dad. I worry about my kids being out there. I worry about, uh, you know, do you want to go out in public, really? Do you want to go to a a bar and have a drink? Do you want to go to a restaurant? Do you want to go out there and live free like Americans should live? I'm just telling you, you can take away all the guns you want. Until we address this mental health issue, and I'm telling you, it's, it don't make it rote, folks. Don't 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 make it uh, just just meaningless rhetoric. When I say mental health, we got to find a way to deal with with this issue because people aren't getting the help they need to get. And we got to teach our kids not to be bullied, or at least how to deal with bullies and not lash out at other people. This is not a white supremacy issue. That's dumb. That is dumb to sit there and continually call the president a white supremacist is asinine and not even close to the truth. Stop taking Can he be inflammatory? Yes, he can. Can he be childish? Yes, he can. Can he say things that are thin skinned? Absolutely. Can he word things a different way? Of course he could. But this is what we got. And he ain't going to change in that regard. But I will say the biggest thing you got to do is stop freaking taking Everything he says out of context in order to make it fit the narrative you want it to fit. I mean, the guy came out and said, we in every way condemn any form of racism and white supremacy. There is no place for hate in America. And what happens? What happens? Twitter blows up with everybody's opinion of, oh, you piece of, you son of a kiss my you lie and sack of, you and your family need to. I mean, our, one of our own staff writers here was talking about. Well, made a tweet over talking about Planned Parenthood and said, you know, based on the number of black deaths that are happening via Planned Parenthood, uh, if you support Planned Parenthood, then you must be a racist. Pretty logical, actually, when 55 percent of the black community is being killed off to abortions and somebody came in there and said Oh, this, this, this beach, all she does is she's everything with her is pro white. You know, I hate her. And, you know, this, and, and, you know, just really going off. I hate white people. White people are horrible. And I'm like, one is talking about the lives of black babies. And you're sitting here talking about hating white people. I think we can see where the problem lies here. This, I mean, this, do you see the thing? I mean, all you got to do is get out there and just look at all the name calling And the vitriol and the anger. You're pushing more and more division. You know, I'm not a guy who's going to go home and load up my rifles and come out and start a civil war somewhere. But I promise you, there's people out there just crazy enough to do it. Keep pushing those buttons. Keep pushing those buttons. You better learn how to come together and smoke a cigar. Better learn how to come together and be brothers and sisters again. It's, It's ugly out there. And parent your children. I mean, I, I can't imagine the heartbreak. I don't even know the circumstances of the situation of this kid in Dayton. And by the way, why aren't we talking about the kid in Dayton very much? Why, why aren't we talking about the shooting in Dayton as much as we are El Paso? Because this kid, he drives all the way from Dallas 10 hours down to El Paso with the intent of and, – and you, and you got to read through the manifesto. We don't know all the details that are there. But the guy, he just says, I just don't feel like this many people coming into the country. We're going to be able to sustain the country. What he was saying wasn't necessarily white supremacist, although it was asshole enough. Okay, It was still filled with enough hate. But he goes down there and starts shooting people. But because he's down there and he's targeting so-called Mexicans, we can assume, based on what he said and his is whatever manifesto is is he wanted to kill Mexicans. So everybody looks at it and they said, okay, here's a white guy against people of color. So it must be white supremacy. Well, we're not looking at what happened in Dayton at all because here was a guy who was an avowed socialist. He was a Bernie supporter. He was an Elizabeth Warren supporter and hated Trump and wants to go out there and do these things, killed his own sister, killed his own sister. They don't want to talk about this stuff because it doesn't fit the narrative. They don't want to. They got to talk about it, but they don't want to focus on that one because that doesn't fit the narrative the way the one in El Paso does. Can you imagine the grief and the horror uh, just of these parents who who lost their son and who the son who did this stuff, but also lost their daughter in the same Rampage because of their son's craziness. If you could tell me a law that'll work that's not already on the books, I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. I'd love to see a law that would work. I really would. I really would. But that's where we live, folks. America. We didn't used to have these problems. We've always had guns. Since our inception as a nation, we've had guns. We've always had guns. We've always had guns. You didn't hear about after the Civil War when there was still a lot of division and stuff like that. People didn't go out because they hated, oh, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be, a, I'm still in the Confederacy. I'm going to go out there and just mass kill Yankees. You know, atrocities have always happened. But this stuff that we got going on right now, it's it's never been like this before. Because we have failed to address some very serious things. I don't know. Let's get into some conspiracy theories. Maybe the whole thing is maybe maybe they're just raising up these crazy kids on purpose, paying them off so they can go out there and create this stuff for a political narrative. I Maybe they are. I mean, I hate to think that we're living in a world of that that is that diabolical. I'm starting to get to a point where I don't know. I don't know. Thirty five seventeen. 17 Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you never know. You don't if, ever know. Uh, that... I mean, look, I'm a... seeing things. I'm like, I can't figure out these pictures from this El Paso thing. Like, in one picture, the kid's coming in. First of all, the Washington Post ran, the New York Post, I'm sorry, ran two stories. They, were, they showed up on the same page. Same basic headlines showing two different individuals.
2: Is that the way his pants were different? He had tactical pants? Well, they're, they're,
0: and... No, but they're two different pictures of their face, two different okay. mug shots. There is also that where they got one kid handcuffed out in the parking lot, and he's wearing khakis. The kid who came in the store was wearing cargo pants. He had pockets on his very clearly seen. I heard people doing this. I went and did it. You go on Google Maps or I went on my my little deal and where you can zoom in from a satellite image. I went to all the Walmarts in El Paso. I couldn't find the word stop on the ground in any of their parking lots. From that security footage you can clearly see the word stop written on the ground. Behind him. Yeah, your
2: Google image could be five years old, too.
0: It's not. Okay. People are doing, people are looking, they're doing Google Maps right now. You know what it does say on the ground in those Walmarts? What? Yield. Yield. People have gone out there, they said, they. people have said, who are from there have said, that parking lot doesn't say stop. Now, maybe people are lying. Could be. What are we looking at here? What's the deal? Why were there reports at the beginning of this thing? they said there were three or four active shooters at the el paso walmart they, they I, that's what i heard where i was when I, when the news broke and my, the, trust me my phone goes off when the news breaks said there are multiple active shooters at this at this cielo walmart
2: i want now to know they, why he was apprehended
0: well, I think that's never the, been apprehended. That's the question a lot of people ask, but that's the rule of law. I mean, that's what you got to do if you can apprehend him, you got to apprehend him. I mean, this kid didn't want to get hurt. He was wearing earmuffs. Yeah. I mean, he he was trying to protect himself with earmuffs, trying to yeah, anyway.
2: I wonder if he thought he was going to
0: get out of there. It, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, in his you manifesto, know? he said that he expected he wasn't. Now, if the kid, if the guy in Dayton and I and I keep referring to him as kid. I, I I shouldn't do that because it's I'm meaning it in a condescending way when I'm saying it. Yeah. They're not kids, they're killers. They're 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 murderers. These these are these are premeditated murderers and just horrific individuals. If he'd have made it inside that club, it would have been bad. Thank God for law enforcement that Good put him down. Put him down like that. And it would have been a lot, lot worse had he gotten inside that building, a lot worse. So, I don't like getting bogged down in conspiracies. That's not what I do. I don't, I don't get in all this stuff. I, I grieve the loss of human life. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're white, black, liberal, conservative. I, I don't care who you are. Um, I mourn, I mourn the loss, and and I think we all do. Anybody that's normal out there, any normal American, you condemn any any hate group, you condemn this type of tragedy, you condemn this type of violence. Uh, nobody looks at this and says, "Yeah, that's great, that's fantastic, we win." That's nobody does that. But I will encourage you, folks, with this, because this debate's going to go on and on and on, because nobody's going to come up with any real laws. I mean, our Congress is on vacation for the next six weeks. They're not. They're not. I, they're not coming back to work on legislation. They're on vacation. You know, they they're not going to get anything done. What are you going to do? You got half of America, the majority of Americans that own firearms are responsible firearm owners. And uh, my guns have never shot anybody. Steve's guns have never shot anybody. Mm-hmm. And and then I hope to God they never do, but it'll only be in self-defense if it ever happens. But it's going to happen again. That's That's the sad thing. It's going to happen again, and it's going to continue to happen until we address the real issue. Stop blaming society as a whole. Blame the individual. But society as a whole has got to come together. And and be what we were created to be, and that is Americans that care about each other and care about our communities and care about our families enough to be there for them. Don't let the babysitter raise your kids. Spend time with your kids. Take them out. Do things with them. Talk to them. Communicate. Let them them get mad with you. Let them express themselves. But let them communicate. Do those things. You go out in public, you got to have situational awareness. You gotta be. A, you gotta pay attention to where the exits are. You gotta start thinking about who's around you, what's coming through the door at any given time, what's happening out in the parking lot through the windows. You need to be aware of these things. I'm sorry, we don't live in we don't live in America anymore, where we live in some insulated bubble where harm can't touch us. I promise you, if you if you were in Tel Aviv, or if you were in Jerusalem, or or if you were in Jordan or some place like this, and you were sitting at an outside cafe. You know what you'd be thinking about? I can tell you what I'd be thinking about because I've been there. Because what do we hear about? We hear about these bombs you know, car bombs that go off at these cafes. I've I've sat in in, in, in Corsican, France, you know, at, at these side cafes, and I see these little things, it's like an unfolding of a movie scene, and I'm like, God, you can almost picture that. When I'm walking in downtown Manhattan, if I'm walking through Times Square, I see those double-decker buses, and I think immediately of, of what they've done to double-decker buses by planting bombs on them and things. I avoid those things as much as I can. I'm not getting on a, a bus in Manhattan, you know? I. These are the kind of things you got to remember. They, it can happen. It does happen. You know, on September eleventh, three thousand people went to work that morning, not knowing that people were going to start flying jets into public buildings, and and you know, two thousand nine hundred ninety seven people lost their lives that day. They had no. It, they were insulated in that thing. And by the way, it wasn't guns that killed them. It wasn't guns. So that's my rambling. That's all I want to say about it. I love all of you. I don't have any hate in my heart. I just kind of took over today because I just had to get it off my chest. And um, I hate that this is what it had to be. And maybe you made some sense out of these ramblings. Maybe not. And maybe you can share it with your friends if you want to. If you don't, screw it. <laughs> I do love you guys. Steve, I love you. Candice, I love you. Mark, you, you do ca- all right.
2: You carried that 42 minutes.
0: Well, I mean.
2: That's heavy, though. It is heavy.
0: It's a it heavy, is heavy. And heavy, I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to have that conversation, but I'm not, you know, we're not giving up guns. No. And I read an article uh,
2: yesterday that was talking about usually after a mass shooting, you know, gun sales rocket. Mm -hmm. But because of gun gun owners feel pretty secure with Trump as president, they don't have to worry about it. So their their gun sales haven't spiked.
0: When Obama was in office. You were exactly right. That's what happened, because I can remember when you could only go to Academy Sporting Goods on Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. You had to stand in line, and then you could buy two boxes of 9 millimeter shells, Yep. because that's when the shipment came in. There was a run-on. I can remember when we used to talk about, and I did it, we'd stockpile 22 rounds, because, hey, if the economy ever collapses, you can use stuff like that for barter. Bullets yep. become your new money right
2: i I think they will i think they will if something like you were talking about earlier happens yeah it's all of a sudden so so
0: all of a sudden boom you current, you can't use an atm machine no if everything crashes you can't do that you you can't go out there and just get cash. your cash is it's worthless it's as worthless as the fabric is printed on okay that why do you think i use gmr gold why do you think I invest in gold and silver? You know what I do? GMR Gold. Check them out. GMR Gold, my buddy Charlie Stevens he will take care of you. You know what I do? If I if I get money to invest, I've got money in the stock market, but hey, if something like that happens, what are you going to do? I go to GMR Gold and I, I get their bullion box. It comes in every month. But then whenever they have other things that are going, like they have little, little um, squares, little break off squares of silver. That you can use almost like currency. They have a certain value to them. And and they're just little thin squares. You can almost break it off and use it like immediate currency if you needed it and trade it. Because it's valuable. It's got value. Get your gold. Get your silver. Get your platinum. Get those things. This isn't a commercial. I'm just telling you. you got to do stuff like that. You need to get your safe. You got to get your safe.
2: You know who you're sounding like, who? sound like Glenn Beck.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, finally I mean, happened. I mean, hey, so it, you yeah, know,
2: hey, we're here, doomsdaying it right here. Now. We <laughs> are.
0: You you need a good safe. You need a gun safe. You need uh, you need uh, if you need to have something that's that's finger activated or whatever or a code that you can get into in case your electricity does go out. And you need to have that thing in the certain parts of your house where you can get access to a firearm. Look, I don't care who gets mad at me. I'm telling you, this how I live my life. I have a, I have, a, I have a couple of safes I have places where I keep my valuables you want to try and come and take it come on take it if you get it you get it but I promise you you ain't getting it easy we need
2: to go pick up our
0: we got gun new safes. safes that we got we got we got new big chest safes that are that right. have come in so we got to go pick them up Alvaredo at crazy yeah. uh gotta go down to crazy Kenny's, he's a crazy gun dealer yeah but you know what learn how to use a firearm teach your kids how to use a firearm you know pink and her husband uh um what's her husband's name Carrie uh, Hart. Carrie Hart. Yeah. Uh, Pink. You know, they got in trouble for doing, showing videos of him teaching his daughter a while back on Instagram or whatever, shooting a twenty two rifle and teaching her how to deal. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And he said, we don't hunt. We just shoot for sport. We like to target yeah. shoot. And I want to make sure that my kids know how to uh, handle a gun and store a gun and, and use a gun and all these things. That's smart. They also,
1: he also got blowback from after the fires when there was like threats of them being um looters <laughs> yeah near their property him and all his neighbors took pictures with them themselves carrying guns in front of their properties and yeah. they also got pushed back from that because they were trying to protect their property when everything was burnt down
2: yep i remember that i'm not a big proponent of taking pictures and putting it on social media with <laughs> yourself with guns yeah anyway oh, I, think it's, I think it's stupid. Yeah, um, you know me either. I I don't shots think there's anything like that. You right? know,
0: whatever. I mean, if you're out at the range, you're shooting and blah blah yeah. blah. That's one thing. But you know, just posing with guns never yeah. been my thing. No, I'm not a not a gun poser. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make me look tough. No, you know they're a tool. You don't line them out on the bed. Look, not gonna on out, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I'm not going to go out. You know, I'm not going to go out there and take pictures with my shovel or a rake. <laughs> you know, or or my whatever my box fan. <laughs> I mean, why? It's a tool. It is just a tool. I'm not going to go out there and stand by my, you know, my big chest of ratchets and all that stuff in my garage and be like, hey, look at me. I'm got my tool chest. I'm not. Am <laughs> I doing that? You know. I mean, like, I might post pictures of guns or just the gun, yeah, something like that, because guns can be a beautiful thing. I mean, there's the craftsmanship and all these things. I mean, they're they're and they're a lot of fun. If you don't believe me, let's go out to the range. We'll go out to the range. I'll show you. If you never shot a gun, we'll show you how to shoot. I'll set you up with people who can, and I promise you, if yeah, there's pure enjoyment in it. My wife Jade had never fired a firearm until she married me. I took her to the range; she fell in love with it. She's a great shot. Women tend to be a better shot than men because their finesse muscles are they don't they don't try to squeeze into that now, gun like men do. Does they she want to push, go out? Kill, wow.
2: Does she want to go out and kill people now or not a just bit to the range?
0: Not a bit. Yeah. And you know what? We take the boys out and we take them to the range. We'll be at the range tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, We take the boys out and we shoot with them. And and every now and then they'll be like, I don't really like that gun. That's That's a little bit much for me. And so we'll bring them back down to what they're comfortable with because I don't want you to be afraid of the gun. I want you to feel like it's a tool that you know how to handle. It's like teaching a kid how to drive a stick shift. I want you to know how to drive. My dad told me, he said, you're going to learn how to drive everything with wheels on it. I don't care if it's a tractor. I don't care if what it is. He said, you're going to know, or to an 18-wheeler, he said, you never know what situation you're going to be in. I want you to know how to drive everything that's got wheels. And you know what? He taught me, and I learned. And so... I mean, everything from hey, large equipment.
2: And, but but I, I, I learned there's a big difference in knowing how to drive it and how to operate it. There's a very big difference. <laughs> a big, very I can big drive difference. a dozer. Yeah. Uh, but I cannot operate it. I learned how to <laughs> operate
0: it. I, I did okay with that, too. Yeah, but I mean, that was, I spent my summers on doing that yeah. stuff. And I spent a lot of times on a tractor. But I will say this uh, you know, kids don't want to go learn how to drive a manual these days, they don't want to learn how to drive a stick. No, shit. because you can do it on
2: a video game.
0: Well, and, and that's or, you know, why do it when you can use a manual transmission well, there, or, or a, um, automatic transmission? But but it's same same with learning anything. Maybe you're a little scared of it. Maybe it's something that you got fear of. But I promise you, it's just a tool. People are misusing and, tools. If, and, if, if all of a sudden everybody went on some rampage and were killing everybody with samurai swords, the way the guy did in Germany. And, and let's face it, if you want to kill people, you'll find a way to kill people. Stop wanting to kill people on a ain't that something novel idea by the way that's illegal you're breaking the law when you do it so you think more laws are going to stop people from doing illegal stuff no say it steve
2: on another note if you don't own a gun but you still want to go out and shoot a gun you can go to any local range most of them have a gun that you can borrow or rent from them or i am sure you have a friend that has say yeah take mine take mine to the range and uh
0: yep all the good ranges these days have rentals so you can go in there and rent you know, anyway, pretend you're at the bowling alley.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you go in there, and get what you're comfortable with and and you like it. Then you want to go buy your own. You know where, you know.
0: Yeah. Education's a big deal. All right. We've beat this dog till it's yelping. So all over the place, a million things I could say. We could do another hour of this, but we don't need to. I just, my heart goes out to these folks. But 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 it's not just this tragedy. It's all these tragedies because it's senseless. It is senseless. There's. You know, murder is senseless. There's there's no reason to go out there and cause harm to another individual. And I mean, I go all the way back to my God. I mean, you you got Sandy Hook in Newtown, and 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 I know you people are going to come out and start talking false flags, and you're going to talk about conspiracy theories. And I just don't even care. I don't even care. People are dead, and they you only have one life, and when you take it like that, it's not yours to take. All right. There's consequences to all that. We've built this entire culture of death around us where it's okay to murder babies in the womb. Why not? I mean, life's insignificant, right? Well, if that's how you grow up, believing, and that's your conviction, and that's what you've been told is that life is just some matter of choice, and it, well, why not take another life? I mean, it's if that's all these... you've ever known, you've seen it in every movie, you've seen it in every video game, and you're like, well, that doesn't affect. No, it might not affect you because you're sane. But when you got some mother out there who's off his rocker, it's a different story. You don't know how that affects their brains and what they see. We've pumped violence into everything. Pumped violence into everything.
2: Desensitized.
0: We've tried to find more ways to, to show violence. I mean, my gosh, I'm watching this show right now called The Boys on <laughs> that Amazon Prime. nuts, isn't it? I mean, like, they're trying to find new and inventive ways to make people explode. It's crazy, this show. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm grieved watching it. I'm like, what in the heck? How we've become so desensitized to death.
2: We have, because when that, when those scenes come on like that, we laugh at them. Exactly. You know,
0: we've, I've said it over and over again. When you, when it comes to things that are wrong, we, we've, we've laughed at it and we've laundered it. And let me tell you, the more you laugh at it, the more you launder it, the easier it becomes for you to deal with it in life. It, it, it's true, man. It, it's just true. We dehumanize. We've dehumanized ourselves. We've looked at everything through a screen, through a lens, on a on a on a video game, wherever it is. People aren't people anymore. They're just they're just personalities. They're just out there, and I can go out there and take their life, and I can make a name for myself, and all this stuff. It's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And so, what you do is you have a speedy trial, and then you have a public execution. You take them right out there, Agreed. and boom, firing squad. I, it, whatever. You ain't got to agree with me. I don't care. I don't care. Put them down. But you got to deal with this before it happens. I promise you, there's some crazies that are out there. All you got to do is find that Twitter follower, this that Twitter guy out there who's running his mouth every damn time something comes up, and he's offering all kind of inciting violence and hate and all these things, talking about how he hates people, this and that. He got 16 followers and an avatar for a picture. Yeah, get a life, dude. Get a life. You're part of the problem. Get out there. Enjoy the debate. Get into it discuss but my god you ain't got to hate the person you're debating you don't have to do all that stuff you know so anyway
2: situational awareness
0: be aware be aware and educate yourself all right party foul steve caddy's queen of the ethiopist party foul mark party foul mark
2: oh
0: puppet master oh Welcome to the oh nation <laughs>
1: party foul nation party foul
0: nation yeah i've done that twice now mark
1: I know. Okay, Pretty nice. soon, and I'm going to start growing my hair
2: out. And, <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. Party fell, Mark. I don't mean to insult you. You think you're like good-looking
2: now. You grow yeah. that hair out.
0: <laughs> hey, if you're a shooter, let me tell you one thing we've got coming up in September. Uh, go to AmericanValorFoundation.org and join us at the Clay, the Clay shoot out there, the competition Clay shoot. We're hoping to have about 30, 40 teams out there, so sign up. Go ahead and do it today. Do it, get it done, because we need to fill that sucker up. Uh, once once the first week in September comes, we're going to start shutting that registration down. And I think it is September. I want to say this. Oh my gosh, Did you me sign me up? It. No, I ain't signed you up. Oh, no. I'm not your am I, I your am team? not your no. keeper. But, Dad. It's oh, party time, Mom. No. All right. I love you guys. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Know that we love you. Know that we love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.